What's up, y'all? This is your boy Joe back on the podcast. Uh, it's been a minute. Uh, today I have a really, really good guy, really, really funny guy. Uh, I've been wanting this dude on the podcast for a minute. And uh, well, let me just introduce him Nathaniel Amador, everybody. You're just going to start off lying, huh? <laughs> Calling me funny. <laughs> Honestly, man, you've gotten, you're really funny. You've got, you're a really good joke writer. Like, you've gotten a lot better. Well, when I saw you, when, when you I first met you, got a little something. You started from nothing, yeah. yeah. You know, a couple of couple of pebbles compared to none looks like a lot. For sure, man. But like, uh, how'd you get started in comedy? Like, I just wanted to do it for you know years. I I was a teenager talking about wanting to do it, and I was in job corps like right after high school, and I would I had a laptop. And a couple of DVDs. It was like Eddie Murphy, Delirious, uh, Richard Pryor, Live on the Strip. Like, I would just watch stand-up. And this was an odd thing. This wasn't something people were doing. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is different. I just wanted to do it. And for, I'm going to say, man, maybe for months at a time, I was Googling, like, comedy scene in Houston. And there was a page ran by uh, Padilla. Stephen Padilla. I believe so. Yeah. And it had all the open mics there. It had some goofy shit written by Rich Williams. Like it was, it was helpful. But I wanted to do it, and I sought it out, and I fucking did it. You know. Um. So when people ask, like, "Hey, where can I go to do an open mic?" It's like, "Fuck you, dude. Find out." <laughs> That's what I did. God damn it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you want it, you're gonna get it. You ain't gonna yeah. ask. Like. That's a good point. I heard this one thing. Uh, on this podcast with this comic was like, yeah, uh, sometimes when people ask me, how do I get started in comedy? They just go quit. Yeah. Cause <laughs> if you tell somebody to quit and they still do it anyways, that means they really want to do it. Or you'll just save them some time. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost inevitable, yeah, right? That's <laughs> You're just a 10 year open micer. And oh, it's like, man. you know what dog? You could have just, you could have went and got a college degree. You could have, but you didn't. Yeah. And now you have depression and alcoholism. Well, to be fair, we would have had that before comedy, or right, even without right, it, right, right. even without comedy. So it just, it just, it speeds up the process. Because like when I was in college and uh, I was uh, trying to go to law school, hold on, you were in college? Yeah, I was in college. Bullshit. Yeah, I know. It doesn't look like <laughs> it. Doesn't look like it. Uh, I went to U no, of H. U of H. Go How was, you were a cougar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I was in college. I was trying to get into law school, right? And once I started getting into like actual law classes, the people there. Kind of tripped me out. They were like very like narcissistic, egotistical. They only cared about themselves. And then at that moment, I was like, you know what? Let me just skip all this and get straight into comedy. Yeah, you know? being the same bunch. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> at least I they'll have know. jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much funnier. The people in so much funnier oh, comedy. Yeah. I had no idea how unfunny most people were oh, until God. I was around comics. I mean, just people quoting movies and that's what she said. And it's. My own family, like they used to be hilarious to me. Now they are hacks, hacks yeah. just <laughs> such hacks. I love y'all, but damn, y'all ain't funny. Uh, oh man, nah, it's a uh, it's a weird it's a weird thing when your sense of humor changes, and like when you start noticing that too. Right. Well, it, it's like anything. Your palate grows, right? Yeah. When you were five, you like chicken nuggets and ketchup. Now you, you're grown ass man. Hopefully, you can you know stand to eat sushi. You know what I mean? So Man, I still fuck up some chicken nuggets. Uh, yeah, and I absolutely. Them. I'm sure you got a bag frozen in the in the fridge. 
I'm not doubting that at all. <laughs> but you can now appreciate some raw fish. Sure. It, you know, yeah. so I still love, you know, a good fart. But at the same time, uh, hearing a well-crafted joke that kind of comes full circle and maybe a callback, or you know, like it's, it's it's masterful and it's to be appreciated. Well, because you understand the work, the work, everything that's yeah. put in and how it's developed and stuff like that. Yeah. Like a regular person doesn't understand that. They just listen to the joke going like, oh, that's funny. The best is when like you're in a group of people and someone says something. And you slide in with just a, a one word, just a quick, right? Yeah. And nobody hears except one person. He's like, ah. Yeah, I love them. That's I it. Love no one else. Yeah. But it's appreciated. But it's like it's that, that standard line. Yeah. You can make one person laugh. You, you know. What, I don't know what they say. I just That's all I've heard. What is it? If I can make one person laugh, then it's all been worth it. Okay. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the saying. Oh, I have to yeah. believe you because I don't know. What was it? Andy Kaufman said it. Andy Kaufman. That was that so. weird dude from SNL, right? Uh, no. I don't think he, he was on a taxi. He was on a taxi show with uh, Danny DeVito. But he was weird. He was like alt comedy back in yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think we're talking about the same guy. Yeah. It's like, thank you very much. Didn't Jim Carrey play him? Yes, like he did. Like documentary or mockumentary or something? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, he did. Okay. Good. Yeah. Anyhow. We're, we're we're all over the road, Joe. Yeah, we're everywhere. Steer this ship. Steer this ship. Okay, so you're half Mexican, half white, right? That's right. That's right. You're not the prototypical comic either. Like from what I've seen and around the scene in Houston and Spring and all these places, like you're different from everybody, which I like the most. Like you're very unique. Do you, do you see yourself as that or no? Ah. Uh. I mean, I, I would ask you to expand on, like, how. I, so I feel the, like I have my own style. You have your sure. own style for sure, especially with the way you talk. You have your own cadence, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, like, uh, with the way you write your jokes and your point of view, it's very different from what I've seen, too. You're more, you're a little more refined than a lot of other people. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. I, uh, I've got a good, uh, I'd say, life experience because... The first place I called home was a trailer park. And my best friend was like an illegal alien and, and a and a kid in a wheelchair who eventually died. The the Mexican kid, the illegal was deported and the wheelchair kid died. So Damn. they're both no longer with us. Um, How old were you during that time? Five, six. But I could tell that, like, my dad was in the oil industry, and my mom was a, a nurse. And they they made good money. So I, from an early age, I can kind of tell, like, we had a double-wide trailer. Other people didn't. It's like, I, I got that we made more money. <laughs> I felt better than these people, you know? <laughs> and then there was a point where uh, our neighbors got shot up by some, you know, knuckleheaded meskins in the front of the the trailer park uh-huh. and um nobody died or anything but it was enough to make my dad be like all right fuck this we're out and we moved out to the suburbs with two-story got a pool built and then shortly thereafter family falls apart so like so it you was were living, like you were living the good life for a minute good and then yeah. not as good i guess you can say because uh, we still stayed in the same area, just a smaller house, and we were renting instead of owning. And uh, you see a car or two get repossessed, and uh, and then I got kicked out of my mom's. 
and then moved to Corpus Christi, where this was low income. I went to what was Roy Miller High School, which there were. I'll tell you like this: there was a pamphlet, you know, like where the green sheets and Houston Chronicles are in your local gas station, the little rack uh-huh. of papers. Yeah, there was a pamphlet of local sex offenders that you need to be on the lookout for. <laughs> so damn. that was the kind of neighborhood I moved into. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I didn't have just one experience in one circumstance. I, I had many uh, of experience. So I have a well-rounded worldview. Did, did it all hit you like immediately too? Like Meaning? Like uh, once once you started getting into Corpus and you saw the sex offender stuff, then other stuff started happening like immediately, like right after that. Um, I just knew that I needed to, I needed to adapt in order uh-huh. to like not get fucked with or to not get like fucked because <laughs> <laughs> it was just a different scenario. You know what I mean? But I, I, I survived. It wasn't like a, a huge culture shock, but, um, shortly thereafter, I, I got into a fight with my uncle in both of our underwears. He was in his, I was in mine. We didn't like swap or nothing. <laughs> but, say, no, no, uh. Well, was it in the morning? Was it Christmas? It was at or night. No, no, it was at night, dog. He, he and my aunt, rest in peace, uh, were heavy drinkers, and he just felt a little froggy one evening, and started like pushing on me. And he's about my height, but he was pudgy. He was out of shape. He's an older guy. I just I, I stood up and I bear hugged him, pinned him up against the wall. He's like, "Let me go!" <laughs> so I, I I swung my right foot behind me and like th- th- threw him on the ground, and I just kind of walked outside, knowing what was about to happen. And then he came outside, and uh, you know we started tussling in the front yard. And, and shortly thereafter, the cops you know came, showed up, and hauled me off. And um. <sighs> I'm not sure where I was getting at with this. You were in your underwear. Yeah, yeah. But, but so were you in your underwear before or after you threw them? The whole time. The whole time. Uh, this was bedtime. <laughs> yeah, this was. <laughs> we, we were just a family in our underwear together in the living room. That's how we bonded. Just drinking and staring at each other's genitals. <laughs> Are you sure your uncle wasn't in that green sheet? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey Theo, they got your picture in here. <laughs> oh, I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a magazine. Frame it. Fucking <laughs> Mexicans are proud of anything, uh, yeah. right? <laughs> anything. <laughs> you got a charity Cub Scout fundraiser. Oh, look me! Oh, I'm so proud of you. Oh, <laughs> like, I'd had no choice in this. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be in the Cub Scouts. <laughs> but damn. I think to your point. My my unique voice and cadence and way of talking and saying about things. I think it's all shaped and formed by everything I've been through. You know what I mean? From from the highs to the lows to my relationships with women or my family. You know, um, it's all been uh, leading up to this point, and I'm I'm pretty proud of it. Cause there was a, you know, there are points in your life where you're like, this sucks or this shit ain't fun. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, why is it so bad? Why me? But then once it all leads to this point, you're like, all that was for something. It, it was. But you're not thinking about it at that moment. No, at no. At that moment, you're like, oh, fuck, I hate this shit. This, like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're in angry. the moment. Yeah. You got to experience moment. it. You got to, you know, got to experience it. Yeah. Like, that, that's what I'm learning now. Like, uh, how old are you? 28. 28. Yeah, I'm 28. 
I'm a year older than you. Ugh. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> no, you look terrible, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was so real. Yeah, no, no. I thought you were younger. I just thought you had like a disease or something. Oh, no shit? Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were dying Like soon. what kind of disease? It's the only reason I agreed to do this. Yeah, you, know what, you know what the disease is? Life. That's the disease. Like, okay. a, like a giant baby syndrome or something. Oh, my God. I look like a kid? I mean, kind of. You have like a, like a jolliness to you. Like... I am fat, but <laughs> yeah, but it's like a happy fat. It's not like like a Eber Ochoa. Like, happy fat. <laughs> yeah, Eber sad fat. <laughs> Eber Eber, uh, he looks like he's giving up, but he's still going. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like no, the, he, he looks yeah. like he is gonna have to have an expensive casket. Oh, you yeah. know, or bypass surgery. You don't know. Well, you know, like them New Balance shoes that are like it's the same size. Uh, long wise, but they're wider. Yeah, you know he's gonna have a wide casket. <laughs> he's gonna have a New Balance casket. He's gonna have a stubby <laughs> casket. We love you, ever. <laughs> if you're listening, he's not listening. <laughs> I would have message him. It's like, hey, we talked about you on my podcast. Didn't listen. <laughs> he will not be happy. Nah, he's a cool dude. He, he is. He's really funny too. Like he's gotten a lot better too. Yeah, love that dude. Yeah. Like, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I do look. Young, I guess you can give that to my mom. But the reason why I look like like this is because of my dad. My dad's ugly, mm-hmm. and my mom is like beautiful, right? Okay. So oh, I thought you were gonna say not as ugly. <laughs> I, I, I can say that too. Okay, like, no, I, I don't want to say anything. Your about dad it. did well yeah. for himself. He, yeah. Well, he sold drugs, and he had businesses and stuff like that. So he had money. He had a lot of income, and he's like he's one of those Mexicans where like he likes to go above his belt. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm the I'm the same way as my dad too, yeah. which is kind of. It's a crazy thing, but so yeah, I get my looks like from my mom and my dad, and it's kind of weird because my brother, he's a handsome dude, and my sister, she's she looks a handsome just like, dude too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, my sister, she's she looks just like my mom. So okay, I got fucked. In the right, right, yeah. That's why I do comedy because I'm not. But you gotta have some, Joe. You can't have it all. You're oh, funny. No. You can't have looks too. That that sucks. I wish I could have the looks. I mean, you're a good looking dude. You just got Thanks, married. Man. Yeah, I, I like to think that I kind of went out of my league too, but oh, you definitely did. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to take that. You know, fucking Barry Laminac was like, "You outkicked your coverage." Yeah, and I was like, "Are you calling her pretty or me ugly?" Because either way, stop. <laughs> I don't like it. When when did you two meet? High school. She was skin and bones, braces, just. Uh, I would like walk her to class. She was so like innocent and like super sweet and like had like a like a father figure. You know, she she couldn't do nothing. I she was a good girl. Yeah, I yeah. showed her that I was interested, but I didn't like pursue in high school. I was busy, you know, chasing chicks that I could get something out of. Mm. And, and then throughout the years after high school, I would just kind of like stay in touch because. She'd be off in college, or she'd come back for the holidays. Like, hey, you in town? You know, what's up? You want to hang out? And just kind of being a, a, a persistent creep was what worked for me. You hear that, guys? If you, if you want to get married in seven years, or how long y'all been together? Five. Five years. If you want to get married in five years, just keep going. Just be just, a yeah. creep, dog. Just it creep. works. Yeah. <laughs> they like consistency. Yeah, but you're not like an. You're not one of those ugly creeps. <laughs> That's the thing. You can be a pervert as long as you ain't ugly. Exactly. No, it's true. It's very true. 
That's some true shit, okay? If an ugly dude talks to a chick and says something weird, they're like, oh, he's he's a fucking pervert. If a good looking dude says something, it's like, oh, he's quirky. Right, right. No, how how good looking do you have to be to, to be like an acceptable pedophile? Uh, ah. I got a name. I got a name, <laughs> but I don't want to say it. <laughs> I'll tell you afterwards. No, no, he fucks kids, but that man boy, is, he looks good. <laughs> no, because his name is perfect and it fits, but I don't want to say it because I don't want to piss him off. Well, fuck it. It's a joke. Brian Biggio. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I would. That's funny. Uh but, uh, he's a handsome dude, but if you like, you heard it, he fucks kids. He'd be like, mm, mm, yeah, that kind of yeah, makes sense. Yeah, no, with that jaw, you can get away with it. Yeah, oh, the jaw—that's <laughs> <laughs> the jawline that does it. <laughs> I mean, he's a creep, but look at the jawline. Yeah, yeah, crimson chin—it's it's strong. <laughs> Good for you, Brian. I hope you're doing well. Oh yeah, he's killing it. He's a uh, yeah, he's he's doing a lot better now. Good. Yeah. Good. Love that dude. Oh, man, that was. <laughs> I like this, 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 like, format, man. I just, like, we just talk about shit and just get on with it. Fuck. Yeah, I know. This is fun. Yeah. Don't ruin it. Let's just Let's keep, keep it going. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, sir. Okay, so you just got married, right? Yeah. And September 11th. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. I got married for the troops, baby. <laughs> he did it for America. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that we were both our individual towers and then marriage just fucked it all up and we're going to be built back as one just to say, you know, fuck you to the Arabs. There you go. It wasn't as funny as I thought it might be, but no, it was a thought. It was American. Yeah. It was, it was an American thought. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we were supposed to get married in New Orleans. I want to say the week before the the weekend, but the hurricane hit New Orleans. So that was fucking up all our plans, be it are they flooded, is electricity on, and then I believe they had a, a you know, their own little COVID mandates. And so she is an angel, man, because she got the refunds and set the plans for the next weekend. And, I mean, it was beautiful. And, like, I had, other than throwing money her way, I had no hand in this. All right, I, I I gave her a check. I showed up, and that was all I had to do. She she put all this shit together, and uh, it was great, man. I traditionally I was against marriage. I didn't. I kind of still am, if we're being honest. Why? I don't feel like it hasn't changed much. I feel the same. I wanted to be with her. You know, she's a good woman, and it's just if I want to get away from her. For good, forever, I don't feel like I should have to hire a lawyer. What does that mean? <laughs> Are you just going to go for milk one day and just, <laughs> just disappear? No, man, I just like... <laughs> it sounds like it. If I want to... <laughs> I swear to God, I don't. I, if I want to divorce her, I can't just leave. I can't just pack my shit, right? I like, sure, well, we're done. Fuck it. Yeah, no, but that's how it should be. If I don't want to be with you no more, I shouldn't have to get the state involved. I understand that. So, actually. so that's yeah. the reason I'm I get that against. Well, that's the, how it was back in the day before, like uh, the government stepped in and all that stuff. If you just wanted to be with somebody, you were with them. And yeah. If you wanted to go, it was like bye. 
That, that's the way it should be, in my opinion. But that ain't the way it is, and that was sort of the rules of engagement for being with her. At some point, she wanted to get married, she wanted to have kids, and I've fulfilled both of those obligations. Okay, so... I'm not doing yeah. anything else. I'm done. Your way, the way you think is traditional from the standpoint like it was way before, her way is traditional as in now. Because that's how it is now. You get married, you have a family, white picket fence, all that stuff. I don't see it as traditional meaning at any point in time. It's just what makes sense in my head. I want to be with you. I'm going to be with you. And that's just the way it is. Like, we shouldn't have to sign paperwork and and fucking pay the state of Texas 70 bucks to file a marriage certificate. Like, Yeah, but you know if you stay together, if you live together within six common months. Common law. Common law marriage, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I get that, but so either way, you're screwed. common law marriage. I don't have to hire a lawyer to get common divorced. It's, <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But it just made sense, and like I don't regret it. It's just I was against it. This is what she wanted. I gave her what she wanted. So, but everything's good now. It ain't changed too much. If anything, we're able to like uh, able to file taxes. Maybe not this year, but next year, and you know, get those benefits and get her on my insurance for the kid and her. So. So far, so good. I'll keep you posted. I'm sure it'll, you know, I'll go to yeah. shit soon enough. But <laughs> What's that feel like? Give it time. Once they get that phone call, it's like, hey, he just walked out the house and never came <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, like, do you feel different now that you're married? No. No, not really. This was a natural progression. It's been, it's been a coming, you know. And as, as as against it as I was, like I feel feel comfortable, man. I didn't, I wasn't out like chasing trim. Like, I was, I was happy coming home to one woman. I was, you know, I enjoy it. It's, uh, it's comforting. And I got, I guess it's good knowing that I feel like I got, I got a good woman. You know what I mean? It's different if I'd have married like a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, then I was like, fuck, I fucked up. But Dude. I don't feel that way. So your wife is awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. What, what do you know? Hold on. What? <laughs> no. She's got her own business. She makes uh, these cards for me. She doesn't. She still got them. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I bought some. I oh, bought the good at, ones. Let me see one. Let me see one. Oh, these are nice. Got the QR code. Yeah. The Joe Cassidy? The Joe Cassidy. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's Instagram. Gotcha. Yeah, she yeah. made uh, that design, too. Yeah, these are nice. She made mine, too. She, she told me yours were better, though. I'll show you mine. Yeah, show I me. got mine. If if y'all can actually see what we're talking about, these cards are nice. Yeah, we're talking man. about business cards that uh, Nathaniel's wife uh, has a business and she makes them. She makes the designs and everything. I fucked up. I put my phone number on them. Uh, shit. Uh, yeah. What's the business called? Her yeah. business is Texprint. T E X Print. She prints commercial. So if you listen to this podcast and just so happen to have a business, which is unlikely at best. Uh, holler at her. Yeah, definitely check it out. She she's the best text print. But yeah, so I got me a good woman. So as of now, I am not regretting my decision. As of right now. As of right now, give me time. Oh no, I mean like it's the opposite for me. I just meet people and just have a good time or whatever. I haven't settled down, and I don't think I'm going to because you know in comedy it's really hard to do that because yeah. I'm on the road or like going out all the time and doing all these things. It's tough. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're lucky. You found somebody, and they're with you. 
right. the whole way through. So, oh yeah, she puts up with my nonsense. Yeah, I, I don't know. A lot of comics tend to like fuck other comics, and I feel like that's a recipe for disaster. It works out sometimes, but sometimes, not often. but more than yeah, more often than not. Not often. Yeah. When has it worked other than what Nick and Ashley? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, that's the only long-lasting relationship that I've seen. That, that right started in kind of think Ashley gets out much more. Nick still does. But yeah. other than that, I think uh, it's that, pretty well, bad average. It, I mean, but it's just like it's it, it's tough because, like, for me, I see comedy as, like, the workplace. And, like, right. the one thing you shouldn't, you know. Shouldn't fuck, shit where you eat. Shouldn't shit where you eat. You shouldn't have sex with your coworkers and stuff right, like that because right. it muddies up the waters. But at the same time. You tend to bone who you're around. Around, yes. That's why I worked in the restaurant industry, and yep, yep, same. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's like that. So I don't know. I, I would just be just be wary of it. I'm. I was at a show recently, a few days ago, a week ago. It's just like, man, you start seeing the drama and the 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 weird energies. You, you these three comics get in the same room and it's just like ugh like <laughs> it, yeah. you know is are they gonna fight are they gonna just be passive aggressive the whole evening like man y'all could have avoided all this if you would have just just fucked anyone else than a comic I don't know but I mean who am I to tell you what to do have fun man <laughs> anybody listening to this and be like yeah we're not gonna fuck Joe <laughs> 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 We're good. We're good. No, we're good. Next subject. No one wants to fuck Joe. You're safe. He's got a new couch and he's breaking in. So oh, yeah, if anyone does want to fuck Joe. Hey, I'm on hinge if anybody's interested. <laughs> <laughs> now, it is a weird thing because like, I've heard it from a, a couple other women. Like the comics are weird and it's different. And uh, there was this podcast. I was Tiger Belly uh, and the host Bobby Lee, mm-hmm. his girlfriend. She's really beautiful. And they were talking about like how. If he were to die or pass away, she would not date another comic at hmm. all whatsoever because they're so, I don't know what it is. Comics, well, comics are just weird. Luckily, I started comedy before my relationship. Well, you met her outside of comedy. Outside of comedy. By yeah. the time like we were dating and getting serious, I was already, you know, I fell in love with stand-up first, if that makes sense. Yeah, same with me. So my wife is my mistress, technically. I'm yeah. married to stand-up. I feel like for a lot of comics, that's how it is, though. It has to be that way. It has to be like, these are this is what I do. And if you're willing to be a part of this, then great. But Not a lot of women are able to accept that. But comedy's not stopping. Yeah. So uh, I feel like that was good, at least for my, uh, my way of doing things. Because I've seen, like, married dudes with kids and a wife who have, like, an established family and shit. And then they start comedy, and it's like, hold on, what? Eesh. This is gonna take. This is gonna. This is gonna end badly. <laughs> <laughs> Either two weeks from yeah. now or twenty years from now, you're gonna lose everything that you had because uh, I- I- if they stick with it and they, you know, put in the time and the effort, it just it seems like it's inevitable. I mean, I may be speaking out of pocket a little bit, but I mean, from what you've seen, for yeah, for sure, from like, what I've seen, be yeah. it people close to me or. You know, you know, bigger names and, and you know, celebrities and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. It feels like comedy really wedges between the the performer and the the family life. 
So the fact that I started first and she was accepting of of what I was doing, it's like uh, it's a little, it's an easier pill to swallow. Well, you're, you're making sacrifices, right? The, the huge sacrifice. You're, you're sacrificing a lot of like family, friends, social gatherings, and stuff like that, just to be able to be o- available to do a show. And be honest with you, dog. I'd rather be on stage than at some fucking kids party. Same. Like, Same. <laughs> it could be the worst bar gig. It could, it could be a rowdy crowd of drunks who just hate me, but. That's going to be your life, though. What's that? Kids Kid parties. parties. Probably. Because you you're about to have a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. God, that's crazy. I'll see how many I can get out of. I'll, I'll do my damnedest. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's pregnant. She's six months now. Six months. Six months. Yeah, wow. she's showing. She's big. She's starting to waddle. Yeah, it's great. Fucking turns me on. <laughs> she's vulnerable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I can just, I can just nudge her in the back. She'd fall over just because she's, <laughs> she's front heavy. Is it hard for her to get up out of the bed in the morning? Oh yeah, she can't do sit ups anymore. I mean, oh, she, she didn't do many before, but she doesn't do any now. Does she have the cravings right now? Yeah, yes and no. She's like, I don't know what I want. And then she finds what she does want, and it's the best thing in the world. And then it's so wishy-washy. It's not like, I want this. It's it's uh, it's a puzzle. It's a fucking mystery. You, you've, you've fed women before. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. It, it's the same. It hadn't really changed much. She's not even that hormonal. She's She's handling it pretty good, you know. Every now and then, I I go up in the attic and I feed her and change her water. <laughs> how, how are you feeling right now? I feel good. I feel great. I ran yesterday. I uh, I don't know. I hate when people say uh, we are pregnant. Uh, we are pregnant. Like no, no, we're not. I'm just I'm just along for the ride. I did see a meme with a it was a dude who was. Pregnant. <laughs> and so pregnancy has no gender. <laughs> okay. All right. In that case, my body, my choice. I want an abortion. I mean, the weird, uh, there's this weird thing where women are getting like uterus implants. Well, say that again. I didn't register. You're being way too politically correct. <laughs> it's shit. It's the shit you just said made no sense. It's a, no, it's a real thing. Like, okay, uh, okay. Certain women are like giving away their uterus. Okay. And they're implanting it into other women who want to have kids but can't because their uterus is like, you know. They're, they're, they're barren. Is yeah, they're the barren. So they replace the uterus. Okay. Which is crazy. So that's the thing now. I get that. So it's possible for a transgendered person to, to get a uterus implanted in them. Okay, but can they have periods? No, ah, I don't think so. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into that. Yeah. I just, it's weird. It's a weird time we live in. Yeah, whatever makes you happy. You know, yeah. I'm not the one to. Sometimes, sometimes I wish I could just run away and just, <laughs> <laughs> just go get a uterus implant and have the baby I've always wanted. Yeah. Joe don't need no man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit, man! (laughs) No, it's it's wild. Life is wild now. Like I was, yeah, I was. uh, I made this point. No one laughed, but I thought it was funny that like both of my grandparents 
the Hispanic one, the white one, they were both like fairly racist or prejudiced against other races, be it black, white, or brown. They just had their own thoughts. And like I try not to hold it against them because it was just more common for people of that generation to think that way. I'm not saying everyone did. I'm not giving them an excuse. I'm just saying I'm trying to understand that's the way they thought. 70 years from now, there's going to be kids talking to my grandkids. You know, like, your your granddad was born with a penis? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you know what I mean? Because now you're going to have transgender women and men. I was like, yeah, grandpas used to just have dicks. They were just born with dicks. <laughs> they didn't get them attached. They didn't get them chopped off. Granddads had penises. That's true. It's yeah, that's a good point. So don't hold it against me that I was born with this thing. <laughs> I didn't think about that. And kids will like bully each other. Ha ha! You have a real penis. <laughs> <laughs> Detachable nuts that can interchange. <laughs> These glow in the dark. No. Like... Uh... Oh wait, hold up! I have a call. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh... a very good point. Yeah. So I forgot how we got on that, but yeah, I uh, my grandpa did just die. And I didn't feel. Oh, I'm too, sorry to hear that. No, I wasn't close with him at all. And he was racist, so okay. he had. Oh, he didn't die. He just walked out. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's in a, a better place, or not? Yeah. I don't know where he is. But uh, everything's good, man. I, I I can't complain really. Like through all the the, the marriage and the pregnancy and stand up and everything's going well, which is just kind of odd because it normally doesn't. You know what I mean? Normally, us people who make jokes have, like, something negative to say. And I, I, I can if I really wanted to, but everything's good. Well, your life is balanced right now. Yeah, I'm in a good place. That's good, though, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm my life is, like, kind of getting there, but, like, you're right. Like, me doing comedy, I do have some bad things to say. Yeah. But it's out of, like, personal things, the things that I've seen, the things that have happened to me, the things that have happened around me. Not because of just stand up alone, but right. everything else that comes with it. Right. You know? Because if it was just me doing stand up all the time, I wouldn't have a care in the world. I would be so happy. Just going on stage nonstop, being able to do what I want, cool. But there's other stuff that gets into it the drama, you know, the business side, all this other stuff that, and like it's, it's really hard to handle when you've never done it before. Right. You know? It's all good experience though, man. You gotta. You got to learn how to work under pressure and learn how to smile when you're having a shit day. You know, it's yeah. Being able to, that's, that's the biggest thing for me that I've been like working on in my own life is like being able to smile when everything else is going bad. Yeah. It's a, it's and, a good like, tool to have faking it. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been hard, but I've been getting way better at it. That's good, Joe. Yeah. That's good. Lying to myself. I'm happy for you. Yeah. I really am. Me too. Good. See the smile? Fake, but yeah. still. No, it's 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 terrible looking, but I'm glad you got it. Blame my dad, okay? 
<laughs> no, no, man, you're awesome. Um, but um, anywho, what 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 do you want to talk about now, Joe? What can, uh, what, so you're you're are you the host? Are you you're the host now? Yeah, is this, is this turned. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Okay. So your dad was an alcoholic, huh? Yes, he was. Is this not something you want to discuss? I can get off. Yeah, this. it was all good. I mean, what I'm was the, his drink of choice? Okay, so uh, from what he's told me, he used to love liquor. And I'm the same way. Okay. I love liquor. Like, Any specific? Browns, whites, tequila, uh, I think he, tequila. Tequila. I think Oof. he loved tequila. And, like, he told me that he had to stop because he went to the doctor and he was peeing blood. Ooh. And the doctor was like, if you keep doing this, you're going to die. He was like, well, I, uh, what, what can I do? He's like, well, you could drink beer. Then after that, nothing but Bud Light, <laughs> baby. That's an easy switch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. But uh, I have an old dad. He was like maybe in his late 30s whenever I was a baby. Okay. And my mom was like 17, 18. No, 18, 19. God, 18, good 19. for him. I'm telling you, Fuck man. Fuck. Yeah. Shit. So, like, it's weird having an older dad because he's gone through all these life experiences and stuff and he was yeah. trying to teach me, but I was a young kid and I didn't know. So I wouldn't listen to him and I would get in trouble and he was like, see, I told you. I told you that would happen. And I would, that's right, when I, like, right. when I got older, then I started listening and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Some of the stuff he was saying makes sense. A 40-year gap is tough to, like, bridge that gap. Like, so I'm 28. I'll be almost 29 by the time my daughter's here. I feel like that's a good gap. Because if if I I go 10 years in either direction, so if I was 18 having my first kid, that woman would be destined to, like, be a stripper. You know what I mean? (laughs) 18 having a kid like and 10 years in the you know other. you know what's funny my mom was a stripper so so there we go point proven <laughs> is all i'm saying was the she Daniel any good won. did you ever <laughs> <laughs> i've never known show and tell <laughs> mama <laughs> i have pictures <laughs> uh, i don't know this Personally, but I mean, there were guys that used to come to the house all the time. If that says anything, that that would just give her stuff, like gifts and stuff, and money and shit like that. So, wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know what that says. But I don't want to speculate. Uh, <laughs> man, I don't know. Uh, and, yeah, it was it was the weirdest thing having her friends come over to the house, like her stripper friends. Oh, stripper friends are the best oh they're fucking terrible people yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no. but like if you're good trying, to look at good yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good but, to look at. you know strippers in general are terrible people yeah. i don't know how your mom was oh but. no it, 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 you know, my mom wasn't that terrible like uh she like she only got worse after hanging around with them like she she was influenced by them because like right. one of the weirdest things like was listening to them going like oh i made this much money from this dude like, oh, this yeah. dude gave me $500. Oh, oh I'm fucking this dude over. Right, oh, I'm, I'm right. fucking this dude while also talking to this dude. Like, it was weird. It was, I used to date a stripper, so I'm somewhat familiar with that. Yeah, it was some weird-ass conversations. And then I have this joke that hasn't worked on stage. It was like, uh, when I was a kid, my mom used to have her stripper friends come over. And every time they would try to leave from the conversation, I would put down a dollar bill on the table and they would keep talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's right? We got to make it work. I got to make that work, hilarious. but I think that's hilarious. I, <laughs> I, I told that joke when I first started comedy, but I feel like the I wasn't a good enough writer to be able to convey that the stripper thing and to get people to like to that get... That their, their attention is worth money. And yeah. it's just 
what yeah yeah and, and yeah. to keep it you just got a steady flow <laughs> just, just keep doing out one dollar like bills a dollar fifty every five minutes <laughs> I, that's hilarious to it me. is i think that's so funny but yeah oh shit it is it is hilarious that's funny joe yeah it's a, I've, I've lived a weird life so I, I dated a stripper so like like i said I'm, I'm sort of familiar with the uh the mindset of a like uh attention and affection for money you know what I mean? And yeah. It's, it's such a weird thing to wrap your head around and like to be like affectionate with this person. You know what I mean? Because here she is giving this quote unquote love or, or attention away from money. And then like you get like uh, an empty gas tank when you get home. Yeah. When she gets home. It's uh, it's odd. But so your mom was a stripper. Okay. And yeah. then your dad liked to drink. Beer because he beer. couldn't drink liquor. Couldn't drink liquor. That's like a diabetic having to go to like sugar free dessert. And my dad is also <laughs> diabetic. <so. laughs> God damn it, Joe. <laughs> is he still alive? He's still alive. Thank yeah, he, God. He just had a stroke recently, though. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was wild. But like, he's still alive. He's not drinking no more. Uh, at least from what I hear. He's still married to your mom? They're still married technically, oh. but they're not together. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to fucking get that lawyer. No, right. he didn't want to get the lawyer, but also she uh, was born in Mexico. Oh, and so if they, de- she yeah, did- she would get deported. Oh, that's how I can get rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joe. You found my way out. <laughs> found the loophole. Yeah, through this podcast, anything yeah. is possible. A call to ice is free. <laughs> Call to a divorce attorney is gonna cost me a couple hundred bucks. That's a good point. Fuck, I'll pay for their gas. All right, cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is a comedy podcast, everybody. Yeah, under kidding. the guise of comedy. Yes, you, you all... see me single as a dollar bill next week. Don't say shit. <laughs> oh, you back with checks? Oh, dude, her dad. Used to go watch her dance. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know if he's just overly supportive or. That's a great dad, right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's my baby girl. Look at that. <laughs> Be careful, baby. You're gonna hurt your, yourself. Uh, next on the stage, Sapphire is like, "Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, it's my girl. That's my daughter right there. Hey, hey, hey! Pull your money out. Pull your money out right now on the table. Let's right. go." <laughs> nah, I think uh, the, the dynamic was. He would sell Coke in the club. She would lube up the customers. Right? Oh. You know what I mean? It's a business. Yeah. yeah. She was, oh, you want some Coke? Okay. Huh? Huh? I believe so. Yeah. It's fucking damaged. You ever get some head so good and you just look to yourself and you're like, yeah, she's she's been traumatized. <laughs> You know, that's that. Oh my God, I wish, I wish. I've never had that. That's that broken home dome. God, I need some of that. That's good. God. No, it, yeah. I can't help but think of it sometimes. Not lately, you know, not in the past five years or so, but. (laughs) Not not since you've been with your Yeah, you know, (laughs) get the timeline straight. I feel like somewhere down the line, maybe like 15, 20 years from now, you're just, one day you're just going to be like, oh, I remember that. Yeah, oh, I. But it's good. You don't want to. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've always had that feeling like uh, 
the stripper or, or, or any other woman that's like really put it on you. You know what I mean? You're like, fuck, this is fun, but I don't know if this is like wife material. Uh, it's not. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not to say that your wife can't give it to you good, but like if she's like she's too good, you're just like, man, she's had a lot of practice, you know. And I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's sexist. Maybe that's misogynist. I mean, I think it's the same for guys too. Yeah, maybe. Because guys can be fucking whores. Right, but what girl wants wants weak dick? That's a double, yeah, that's a good double standard. He's just like, she's like, nah, this isn't the best dick I've had, but it's, it works. Yeah. You know, then, I don't know, we'd have to get a woman in here. Do you we, know any uh, women, Joe? I know a lot of women. Okay, yeah. let's get a woman in here. Let's I know some female comics. Get a third opinion. Definitely. Weigh in on this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can get some for sure. Oh, man. That's a, that's a really good. Uh, question right there is like what Dude, yeah do you want the best pipe of your life and lock it down lady because the thing is because like good dick will get you cosigned on the lease the next day it also gets you car keyed oh shit that too <laughs> god, have you got in your car keyed before it's many a time god damn yeah i never my have my wife so. keyed my car your wife keyed- <laughs> <laughs> yeah your baby mama yeah just in case uh you're wondering if if she has good dick, she does. She Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I married her. Yeah, no, she's great. It's you know, you do young, dumb, stupid shit. You both mature from it, but there's like some shit that you shouldn't have to put up with. That like if 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 you're if you're dealing with, you know, uh, a chick that's, you know, fucking around on you or, you know, disrespecting your house, you shouldn't have to put up with that. But if like the chick burns your clothes but she also like cooks you dinner and you're like okay this is you know there's a give and take there's a give and take you know she's she's bringing something to the table she's also burning that but she you know i mean but she's also doming you up like a god too there you go see see what i'm saying (laughs) you gotta find the silver lining she's a she's a glizzy goblin okay (laughs) glizzy goblin (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just recently learned the term Buffalo back built bitch What? I love saying it What is that? It's just a, a woman with big shoulders Big shoulders? Just okay. buffalo back built bitch That's great Yeah I like that a lot <laughs> You're about to be a father soon Has that like changed your mindset? A little bit A little bit It's like uh, kind of making me think what's important You know I wanted to wait to have kids until I was good enough at stand up to where I could like make a little bit of money or I could at least go work out doing open mics and showcases and shit do it um efficiently cuz you know when you start off you're back of the list you're doing two three mics and you're staying out to one in the morning and it's taking forever because you have no like credit in the scene yeah but now there's a few places that I can go in, show up, and bump, get my workout, and then come back home at a decent time. So that was my goal. Luckily, I've reached that goal. You know. Now. So, so you hit uh, the nail on the head. Like you've earned the ability to bump. Yes, I believe I have. It's I not, think so too. But there are some comics that just want to like a brand new and want to go up and bump right, immediately. Right, yeah, it's not like, you got to earn that shit. Yeah. I feel like I'm at a place now where I have earned it and I can go out because I don't want to. 
a baby's going to demand attention. I'm going to, I'm going to love my, my child, but I don't want me reproducing to be the demise of my standup, which is a good way to think. Yeah. So, so if I can go out and I can work out effectively and still maintain that good, uh, work home life balance, then I feel like it's doable, but I'm at a good place mentally. Like I said, if I was 18 doing this shit, had less money in the bank and had, you know, still vices and, you know, bad relationships and it it would have been a scarier thought. But now, you know, with a good woman, both got good jobs. Like this is. It's manageable. It's manageable. Yeah. But it's. Someone asked me, it's like, when did it hit you? When did like, like, what, like being a dad? Like it's not. It doesn't just hit you at once. It's it's all coming in. It's just gradual. Like, it, it, yeah. it, it waves of the ocean just coming up on the shore, just just a little bit at a time, at a time. You know what I mean? That first ultrasound was something. Uh, her showing her bump and me having to like put her shoes on is like it's just. How how did it feel when you saw that ultrasound? When you found out you were having a kid? <sighs> I was kind of at a loss for words. I wasn't like overtaken with emotion. I was just like, oh, like, cause I didn't want a kid. Not, not now. Not, you know what I mean? I wasn't against having a child. I just didn't want it at this very moment, but it just felt real. It felt like she, she was going to keep it. I knew that. And I wasn't mad at that. It just felt serious. It felt like, okay, like I've got, uh, I've got some shit that, is not to be messed around with. Like, this is serious. This is something I need to be supportive of, something I need to, to prepare for mentally, you know? It was it was a good feeling, you know? I didn't think, I, I didn't cry. I didn't know what to feel. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like on my wedding day, I was like, I didn't know how I was going to feel, how I'm supposed to feel. What's the stereotypical emotion to have, you know? In your fucking rom-com movie, mm-hmm. like... Like like we said earlier, just experience it. Just be in it. Just feel it. And then you'll describe that feeling five years from now, ten years from now. You'll be able to accurately uh, describe how you felt in that moment. Right now, it's still kind of fresh, but it felt it felt good. I guess for lack of a better word, it just I'm, I'm gonna. Ha- I don't, I don't, I don't know, Joe. It's, it's, it's so much that it's happened over the past fucking year. This is all. Yeah. Marriage, having a kid, comedy, all this stuff. It's, uh, it's all good though. <clears throat> you know, it, it all, all this stuff is, it's different, but I'm enjoying the experience and I'm enjoying the jokes. I'm able to write about it for sure. But, um, it, it's all going to be gone in three months because then she's not going to be pregnant no more. We're going to have a kid. We're going to have to keep this thing alive. So even that'll be, you know, a, a different set of emotions and a different uh, perspective that I'm going to have, you know, in just yeah. three, four months, you know. So it, it's all coming at me so fast, but I don't know. I, I'm ready for it, man. What, like, have, what have you and your wife been doing to prepare for the baby? Me, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't even doing a goddamn thing. I, I'm sitting here with you, Joe. <laughs> this is it. Talking yeah. about it. That's it. Just conversation. She's been doing everything. She's been... Uh, 
uh, getting the kids' room ready. I hate calling it a nursery. It makes it sound like it's a place where you develop nurses. Yeah. It's a kids' room. She's, I'm helping her build and buy the furniture and shit, but uh, she's... She's joined Facebook groups of expecting moms. Yeah. She's <laughs> reading books. She's doing research. She's measuring her nipples. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. She's doing everything. Are you joining dad groups on Facebook? No. Come on. You got to do a fucking thing. <laughs> nope. I'm going to work. I'm coming home. And I'm being miserable. I'm, I'm preparing to be a father. Okay, just, just like my just, dad. Yeah, I'm yeah. watching football on Sundays. I'm picking the lint out of my belly button. I'm just that's that's what fatherhood is to me right now. Uh, uh, what type of dad do you think you're gonna be? I think I'm gonna be like a, a cool dad, but like the nonsense and like the bullshit stops when like you'll 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 be able to tell. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dad's the fun one, but once. You know, once he says cut that shit out, it's over. I don't want to hit my kids, but I want to be able to, like... Act like you're going to? Yeah. <laughs> I want them to know that I can. That I ha- I'm i capable of it. Well, how are you going to show them that? Are you going to, like, chop down a tree or something? Maybe or like- just videos of me beating some other other kids. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to beat up some other kid and record it and be like, that could be you. <laughs> the kid is a paid actor, though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, have to, yeah, we'll have to have the kids sign off and, just, <laughs> and I'm going to wail off on them We're going to get it recorded And just show these kids what I'm capable of Or you of. could have like a little person But never show their front you Just show just, the back You mean just beat just, up shorter? You, you, just yeah. beat up. <laughs> you can beat up Clint <laughs> You see this little little thick toddler I just beat the shit out of you guys, that would be a great video, like a sketch or something. That would be hilarious. Run it by Clint. I don't think I'll find it that funny. <laughs> oh, fuck. Him getting his ass whooped. I don't think he would like it. But no, no. Amer- but, um, America would love it. I don't know. I I want to be a, like a cool dad. My dad was never funny. I remember when I was, I have a very strained relationship with him. I've all but cut ties with him at this point. But there was like a hurricane a couple years ago. Either a hurricane or a severe storm. We were supposed to hang out that upcoming week or whatever. But, the, you know, the storm was coming. So I called my dad and I was like, hey, uh, I don't think we'll be able to hang out because of the storm. He's like, yeah, we'll take a rain check. Because it's a hurricane. <laughs> what? <laughs> You know what a rain check is. I know is. what okay, a rain okay. check is. So was he making a joke? Corny. Yeah. Just corny. Just not funny at all. Just So I feel like if I can make my kids laugh, that's going to be good. I'm going to feel good about that. And I want to be able to like fuck around with my kids. Like joke. Tease them. Like I feel like I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be good at it. I really do. I really do. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, Honestly, I think you would be a great dad. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But are you okay? So then, if you're gonna be the cool guy, the fun dad, then your wife is gonna be the disciplinarian. Yeah, she's gonna be Ursula. She's gonna be the <laughs> yeah. She's gonna be terrible. Oh man! No one in the house is gonna love her except me and the dogs. <laughs> and and only because she feeds us. Yeah. Like <laughs> you and a dog in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 
Yeah, no, I, I think she'll be the more stern one. She'll be the one like getting on my ass for letting the kid, you know, get away with with certain things. Yeah, anytime the kid wants to like do something, he'll go to you first. I would love to like unannounced, without permission, just take my daughter out of school early one day to go catch like an afternoon baseball game during the week during a school day. You know what I mean? Like just. Yeah. So are are you having a you a know girl for sure? Yeah. Oh, having a girl. Unless she's ugly, <laughs> then we're having a boy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so how does that feel? Like you're going to be a father to a little girl. <sighs> I wanted a boy like most men do, but I feel like this is a good thing. This is something that uh, every man should experience, being a father to a young lady. Like I used to say, I, I guess I used to say, I still say that like say 200 years ago. 300 years ago, it was very common for men, grown men, to experience death. And not, not, not die themselves, but like having close family members die, uh, maybe killing to protect your, your tribe or your village or your, your small little town, right? Mm-hmm. It was very common. Death was much more a part of being a man. And I feel like that's something we all miss. So... That life experience, I feel like it's lacking nowadays. But I only say that to say that having a daughter is going to change your perspective as a man, the way you look at women. Or at least it should alter it a little bit, you know? So I think me having a daughter will just add to who I am as a person. Give me a different outlook. I mean, that's good, though. It's going to give you more compassion. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be more sensitive, for sure. It's going to teach you that because my dad, uh, my dad, my older brother, and my younger brother, all their first childs were girls. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I feel like it's going to happen to me when I have a kid. Like, my first kid is probably going to be a girl because, yeah. you know, in the family. And I, I want to be a good dad because I don't want my daughter to be the one giving good head thinking, you know, her daddy wouldn't dare. <laughs> You know, that's yeah, that's a weird thought. But then you're also going to be kicking out. You're going to be kicking out a lot of boys, too, because you're going to be like, oh, I know what they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite there yet. But I've wrapped my head around it. I'm happy about it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to see, like, who she's going to be, because I want her to be like. Uh, a girl, but yet, like, able to get her fingers dirty and, like, throw a couple of punches. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't I, I don't necessarily want her to be this, this girly girl wearing tutus and, you know, do ballerina spins and shit. But if that's who she is, then, you know, so be it. But uh, I'm just curious to see who this, who this little person I'm making is going to be. Yeah, it's always weird because you never know what's going to happen because your kid is going to have their own life experiences and things that mold them and change them in their way of thinking. So you can only do so much. Right, right. But I'll be there, you know. So you got to do better than what you had. Do better than your parents. Yeah. 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 That's, That's it. That's the key, man. If the goal is do better than your parents, then I think I'm going to be a great dad. <laughs> the bar is set a little low, isn't it? 
I'm going to be an amazing father. All right, all right. Yeah. It's like, uh, what's the bar you got to walk under? Oh, the uh, Luel? The... There's a word for it. Oh, fuck. We're going to spend all this podcast thinking of this fucking word. <laughs> uh, I forgot. Limbo. Limbo. Yeah. Limbo. limbo. It's yeah. like, so your parenting limbo, it's like the bar is set eight feet tall and you just got to walk under. Yeah. Like, how, how can I not be a better parent exactly. than what I had? Yeah. That's I'm, crazy. I'm kind of in the same boat. It was wild, man, when my folks, my dad was in the oil industry, so he was always gone offshore. And my mom was you know, pretty much the one who raised us. And um, I remember I was in sports a lot. My dad had me in sports to keep me off of like being a neighborhood kid. So my mom would take me to like baseball practice. But just like me and her, right? She'd be throwing the ball to me and I'd be hitting it. And I was good. And I'd smack the ball back, line drive, right back at the pitcher, my mom. And she didn't have the reflexes quick enough to like catch the ball. So she she would get hit by the baseball. And then she, yeah, she'd bruise up real badly. And CPS came over. And they're like, are, are you being beaten? Like, thinking thinking I, my dad was beating my mom, but he was offshore. What? Yeah. No, that's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> I did bruise up my mom, though, hitting line drives at her. She was great. She was a great mom. Not a great pitcher, though. Um, but, um. Yeah, he uh, when he finally left, his truck hadn't got repossessed yet. And that's how I learned to drive. I would just steal the keys and take his truck out. And just kind of taught myself, first you ride around the neighborhood, then you ride around the, the main streets around the neighborhood, and then graduate to the freeways and shit. But... I, yeah, I didn't have that experience of like, oh, my dad or my mom took me to the school parking lot. And like, no, I just kind of fucking took up and went, you know. Mm. And uh, used to print out directions from MapQuest. Oh, I remember that. To go, like, yeah. get pussy in like middle school. <laughs> like, <laughs> I swear to God, it was, it was different, you know. I, I didn't even think about it when I was doing it, but like, that was so out of the norm for like, most of the kids I went to school with, the shit that I was doing, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was fun. I often think about, like, what life would have been like had, you know, I had a Brady Bunch, you know, had a, a Leave it to Beaver type upbringing, you know, how much different would I be? You, you would know? probably be boring and telling jokes just like your dad. <laughs> yeah, no shit, yeah. <laughs> Stupid, corny puns. Yeah. Uh, God, that dude is... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what would have happened. Probably. Yeah. Probably. You wouldn't be a comic. You wouldn't have this sense of humor. You wouldn't have all this life experience. Yeah. And it would be totally different. You would be a different person. Oh, yeah. And like I said, uh, with all the shit that happened, that as much as like in the moment it wasn't great, I'm kind of happy it happened. I'll tell you one thing, though. I've asked, like, uh, people ask you, like, how'd you start? Or why'd you you start doing stand-up? I remember... Uh, my dad was watching, what was it, the Latin Kings of Comedy, maybe? Yeah. Anywho, there was this comic, I forget his name, he was doing like a music parody of Gilligan's Island, but it was like Mexican. A Mexican take on the Gilligan's Island theme song. Okay. Uh, I believe that's what it was. And my dad laughed so fucking hard. 
harder than I've ever heard him laugh. And I, that was never like the driving force behind why I started. But I feel like maybe like subconsciously that has something to do with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. A little bit? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Subconsciously, you're looking for that approval of your father. There you go. And because you saw that he was laughing so hard at this comic telling yeah. that joke, you're like, maybe I can get that from him. By doing that. Makes sense. Yeah. But it was never like, that's why I'm doing it. I'm going to show him. like, Or, you know, I'm going to get that love that I, you know, so desperately craved, like, that I it's, couldn't. Yeah, it's the same thing for me. But my like, my dad never. I've never heard him laugh. Huh? Like actually, like laugh really hard like that. I've ne- like the one thing that I've wanted to do my whole life is make my dad laugh. Haven't been able to do it yet. He speak like fluent. He's fluent in English. He's fluent. In so he gets the references and the. He doesn't get. That's the thing. He doesn't get most of my references. So ever since I was a kid, I was like my my family even told me I was fun. I was the funniest. I would always crack jokes. But my dad never understood my jokes or references. Hmm. So like all I've been trying to do, for the most part, subconsciously, is trying to figure out a way to make my dad laugh. Right. You know, it's a weird thing. You'll find it. Well, hurry up. He's an alcoholic diabetic, so... Yeah, I mean, he just had a stroke. He's not drinking anymore, but, like... Okay. Uh, it's, I got I to gotta figure out a way to make him laugh, yeah. Maybe uh, tough. maybe buy him some non-alcoholic beer or some shit. I was thinking, like... It's, <laughs> it's a weird thing. Like, before he goes, like, the last thing I want to do with him is just have a beer. Okay. Have you ever drank with him? A couple times. Okay. It was a weird thing. Like, uh, he used to party all the time. Like, he was a big dancer back in the day. He used to dance with girls at clubs and all like that. He he has, like, multiple kids and shit oh, like he'd that. go to, like, like local proms and meet people like your mom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Quinceaneras, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he would go to the clubs and stuff, and, like, he would win contests just dancing. Oh, shit. And that's partly how he met my mom. And, like... I went to drink with him one night at this restaurant he used to go to because he uh, he used to own a, a truck, a taco truck. And he was a re- he was in a restaurant business, stuff like that. He owned his own truck. And right across the street was his bar. And we went inside, had a couple drinks. And then all of a sudden, these girls just come, these younger women just come up. Hey, dance with me. Dance with me. Dance with me. And I'm just sitting there at the bar watching my dad dance. Like, he's like 45, 48. No, no, no. He's like. He's like 50, 54, God 54, 55 damn. at this time. And I'm watching him just dancing with these younger women. And I'm like, he still got it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'll do it, man. Yeah, it was wild. Dancing. Yeah, just dancing. I think that's what's lost. Maybe not on every mom's uh, painting well, with too broad a brush. When I was a kid, uh, my parents put me in those like Mexican dancing classes, traditional dancing okay. classes. And like I used to do that. Like I had the little suit or whatever and just like hands behind the back going left to right. Right, right, right. I forgot all the steps, but like I could see why women like dancing. Right, right. Why? Why? Because you're so you get close to each other. You're touching. You know, it's very physical. It's a it's a lubricant, in a sense. Yeah, kind of like an aphrodisiac almost. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's how I uh, that's how I got my wife. First date, I took her to see uh, the hometown boys. I don't know if you've heard of them. I got the Hano band. You know. No, I don't think I have. But uh, danced our asses off got a table uh and it was packed 
You know, standing room only type shit. And we got a table. We got a bucket of fucking cheap champagne. Did and you have the boots and the sombrero? And fuck no. I'm out there dancing that right Hano music in Timberlands, dog. Come on now. Oh, I forgot. I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, but that I think that helped. That set the tone as opposed to going to a fucking movie or, you know, some boring ass dinner or, you know, just took her to dance live music like so if you want to get some some pussy i think a really quick route to that is dancing, dancing. learn how to dance yeah, yeah i mean i wasn't in no fucking traditional you know classes but you know going to quinceañeras growing up uh house parties like we would always be dancing and it's i don't like doing it now but i, I can or I, I i will if you know the time's right. And, uh, you got a couple drinks in you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not, she enjoys that. She loves it. She loves doing the shit. I'm just like, nah, I've already married you. What, what more do I have to prove? You know? <laughs> yeah. No, man, it's good. It's, it's, it's fun. I like, I like to dance. I need to do it more, though. I need to find some girls. The one thing is, like, I've been hanging around with white women. I've been mm-hmm. talking to white women a lot, and white women don't know how to dance that well you seem like you'd settle down with a white woman i don't know how to take that but okay <laughs> it's not bad it's just it's kind of in your genes how's that in my i'm mexican i'm exactly full mexican. exactly but I you're was, first generation american right yeah it's just no it's it's i live in montrose okay and and i live near downtown and like because like when i grew up in the southwest it was nothing but blacks and hispanics so right right so it's the area not that i prefer you know do you prefer white women i like white women but you uh, don't prefer them i prefer hispanic women me too i just it's just something like i i know it's it's weird to say but i like i'm comfortable with hispanic no, no, like, no, no, it's up, not weird I, to I, say i grew it's, up i i i, you, I, I you feel like, like you know the lingo you know how to talk to them i understand you know. i relate more to hispanic women than i do white women like don't get me don't get me wrong white yeah. black women are great white women are great asian women are great i love them but I relate more to the Hispanic women, and that's just, just like... I, that's the animal you know how to hunt. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I'm the same way. I just... It's weird. I like Hispanic women best. And maybe it's a comfort. Maybe it's a... Have you ever heard that thing? Like, you try to, like, settle down with your mom, essentially? Not like... Like, L- like in a Freudian sense, yeah. Some... Uh, yeah. Is that the... the, the Doctor, the psychologist, Freud, or? yeah, that okay, believes yeah. like yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the women right, want right, somebody right. like their father. Boys want somebody like their mother. Yeah, right. I think that in a sense, it my does. Mom, it makes sense because, like you said, something my mom was white. So, oh, really? Yeah, that's weird. I've I've, I've had my fair share of you know snow bunnies, but uh, what do you what do you think? Like, what's uh, do you like white women? I like white women. Yeah. I could have easily settled down with one, but... I could see you with one for sure. I've always... Like, the chicks that I, like, fell hardest for were always... Hispanic. Hispanic. Of some sort. Same for me. Ever since yeah. I was a kid, I don't know why. I just see a beautiful Hispanic woman and my heart just starts pumping. I'm just I think like, it's the oh. color of their nipples. Is it? it? Yeah, it's a nice, like, like a... Like a light brown, like a mocha, like a, Ooh, you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah, you know, like a well creamed coffee kind yeah. of color nipples. One of one of my like, one of the things I like the most is like a Hispanic woman that's white complected, mm. but speaks perfect Spanish. Oh yeah, I got light skinned Colombian or something. Yeah, Woo-hoo. oh yeah, dude, 
I'm I'm about to go to Columbia soon for the <laughs> for the cocaine or the women. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Both. Yes. Yes. And yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that I have some Colombian in my family. Have you like like spit in a bag and sent it off? Uh, yeah, but not for the reasons why you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> this was some gay shit. This had, this had nothing to do with family. This was, <laughs> Someone paid me. <laughs> no, I, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't done the 23 and me yet. No, I want to, though, because like it's it, it's a weird thing because uh, my name is Spanish. Mm-hmm. But I have like my dad's my mom's it looks like she's Spanish and my dad looks Indian, like Native American. Mm. So it, I don't know exactly where my culture is because I look dark and I, I know right, I have right, Native right. American in me. But my face is different, too. So, like, I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah, I, I see a little bit of that in like my my dad's the the Mexican side, like and mestizo. So yeah. my grandma is like a darker complexion and very dark black hair. My grandpa is a little more red and not as dark. So so one looks more Spanish esque. One looks more like indigenous Mexico. Yes. Shit. So I'm curious, but I don't know how much I care. I, I really don't because I feel like. They are who I come from, but not necessarily who I am or the traditions that I do because I'm not religious. You know what I mean? Like, I'm setting my own traditions in my own ways. So, like, this is my family. I'm a Texan. I'm a fucking... Yeah, you're more American more than anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, like, I don't don't think me spitting in a bag and then bringing back a paper with percentages is going to tell me anything I need to know about myself. You know what I mean? I know who I am. I know what I believe and what I like and... You know, the things I enjoy and what I'm into, like, just because I'm fucking, you know, uh, 13% Irish isn't going to fucking do anything for me. That makes sense? Yeah, for sure. I mean, some people, it yeah. answers questions that they feel like they need answered, but I'm just like, man, I could give a Well, fuck it's more this. like uh, p- personal preference more than anything, like just wanting to know yourself. Right. Like, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be an American. Uh <laughs> you know i don't know what this hoobla is about the written house case um that's a that's that's a weird i'm thing. fucking around i'm fucking around calm down dog just tank this episode right at the end i don't self-defense damn it what the hell y'all are complaining about no um i i he did shoot a pedophile which i was of the opinion that like I'm sure he got off for other reasons, according to this judge and, and the the jury. But if like the only reason he got off is because he shot a pedophile, I'd be okay with it. Like, like everything you did was wrong, yeah. illegal. But you hit the fucking lottery and you shot the right person. You got lucky. So <laughs> don't do this shit again, unless you're shooting another pedophile. Then, then it's okay. Yeah, but he didn't know it was a. He, he was didn't. A he didn't. He yeah. he shot the lottery. Yeah, he, everyone's okay with shooting pedophiles. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he shot a fucking pedophile. So if that was yeah. like his only redeeming okay. thing, I'd have been like, you know, all right. Anybody listening to this podcast, if you're white and you shoot a pedophile, you're gonna get off free. I, I, <laughs> I want him to be the new Chris Hansen. <laughs> He just, oh, you thought you were going to fuck a 14-year-old girl, huh? Bye!
bam! Like, live TV. Just why, don't you, why don't you take a seat right there? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and walks in this stupid white kid with an AR-15. Boom! Just, yeah. <laughs> to kill a predator, we'll call it. On ABC, 7 p.m. Fridays. So, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'd like to see. That would be great. You have any guns, Joe? You don't look like you I have used any guns to. in here. I used to have a gun. Uh, it was a Glock 23, 40 caliber, oh, and uh, it was a Gen 4, and I made it left-handed because I'm left-handed. Oh, shit. Yeah. So and I've been wanting to buy a shotgun for a minute, but maybe a Mossberg 500. I uh, want to get an AR. How much are you looking to spend on a shotgun? Three, we'll talk. Three to six hundred. We'll talk off air. Yeah. I might have a shotgun. I need a. I need to sell my shotgun and buy another pistol. That's what like that's what people don't know about me is like I'm really into guns because like yeah. I used to work private security and like I wanted to be uh, a lawyer and a cop and all that stuff so I'm kind of like and my I my mom's boyfriend when I was younger was a marine. So he taught me all about guns and mm-hmm. like tactical stuff and stuff like that. I just got into it. So I, I like guns. I'm not like a nut or anything. I just like I want something to like, you know, have for me on the road or like, you know, my wife at the house. I think for self-defense purposes, a shotgun or like yeah. a nine millimeter. Perfect. I just I, I'll carry my pistol or I'll take it, you know, out to the to the range. The shotgun just kind of sits in its case. Other than going to the range, like I don't. Yeah, you don't really shoot the shotguns that often. Who's who's carrying a fucking shotgun around all the time? Crazy people. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Like you can uh, open carry now. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to fucking Target with a shotgun slung around my back. <laughs> that's wild, man. That's just. It pissed me off when they when they uh, passed the uh, the. You don't have to have a permit. To carry now, concealed or open, I believe. Yeah, you don't need it. Don't I need had it. just paid for my concealed license, just fucking paid for it. You know, yeah. Like, I, I I paid to get in the club. Now you're letting everyone in free. Like, yeah, that kind of tripped me out because I got mine uh, four years ago. Yeah, and like it expired recently, but nice. I was I felt really cool having like that concealed and being able to carry my gun right. around. Yeah. I'm not saying that, like, there was a lady there in my class that failed. It's un, it's out of the ordinary. Most people pass. It's a fairly easy test. She fucking failed. Really? So now, uh, technically speaking, that lady can just have a gun. But she had no fucking aim. She had no grasp of how to handle this weapon. And so... so yeah, it's scary, that thought. Yeah. You know, she's trying to play superhero. She ends up shooting some fucking cashier instead of the dude shooting up to Walmart. Well, you know? Better hope it's a pedophile. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, the, the words that you say after you... Sh- oh, hope you fuck kids. I really... Uh, damn. But it's true. That's a great point. Like the whole reason uh, for the license is to make sure you know what you're you doing. You know what you're doing. You know how to handle weapon. You uh, know all the the laws and stuff like that, yep. and are able to protect yourself. But it sucks because like, that's a very good point. Some random dude that doesn't know how to shoot right. could hit somebody by accident. And and I've heard the argument from like <clears throat> the opposite 
outside and they're saying that's that's how they sell your freedom back to you and those classes are bullshit and it's like you're speaking to the, the to the person arguing you're speaking from a place of like you grew up around guns yeah maybe you're more familiar with them than this lady who failed yep. the fucking the first test you know so there is some knowledge to be gained. I've grew up around guns, but I didn't know the laws. But I knew like trigger safety and like, yeah. Yeah. I, so I learned when it was legal to use this thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Or, or, there's something to take away. And if if you got some big hang up on like paying for this class, I'd be more than happy to like have this taken from my Texas taxes. From the taxes I pay, if they went to paying a few instructors around the state to, like, give free classes to educate gun owners. Or you could do, like, a yearly class. But if it was free. Yeah, free. I free wouldn't class. mind that. Yeah, yeah. if you're like, oh, they're paying, you're, you're being sold back your freedom. Okay, let's yeah. make it free. Let's do it. But you should fucking know. You should have a good grasp on the laws. And the mechanics of like how to do this, you know. I mean, because we live in Texas, it's so weird. We don't have like a gun safety class in school, high school or something. Yeah, yeah. That would be wild. Yeah, damn liberals getting rid of all the good stuff. I mean, because like uh, I started shooting. Like my mom, she used to she used to work private security. That's how I got into it. And she had her own gun, and she taught me how to shoot. She taught my brother and my sister how to shoot when we were kids. I was like maybe eleven. 12 years old shooting this this gun, and I'm just like, damn, this is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, how you feel about Joe Biden, man? I'm all right. I'm all <laughs> I right. voted for the guy. I voted for him. I yeah. did, but that motherfucker. You can't say shit because, like, it's uh, the devil you know is better than the one you don't know. I didn't know either of them motherfuckers. The fucking Trump. Well, I guess I guess we didn't know him. In we that didn't sense. know Trump was gonna be like like everything that was going to happen you know right, right. i thought it was going to be fun <laughs> like i'm a i'm a depends on who you were i'm a democrat yeah, but yeah. like i i like chaos i'm a, i'm a, like an agent of chaos a little bit i'm chaotic neutral so i just wanted to see what would happen mm-hmm. but i didn't think it would be that bad right you know right i'm the, it's that comic the comic in me it's like it's just like let's just just, let's just go with it let's yeah. see what happens yeah. for the bit you know but fuck, man, all the bullshit. Gas was cheaper, though. <laughs> I'll say yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the people that bitch about gas prices are all the people who could stand to ride a bike to work. <laughs> That's a good point. You fat fuck. Like, <laughs> um, I mean, that's, that's 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 a good point. It's just right now, uh, I, I feel like what they're worried about most is international. Everything that's going on internationally. It all looks so bad, though. In, in yeah. my opinion, right? Because Trump was kind of like a laughing stock to the world, right? It's like, who's this guy to be taken seriously? And then now we have fucking Uncle Dementia in there. Yeah. You know, he's falling asleep at press conferences and, and, and like losing train of thought. And like, he's a laughing stock. He's not to be taken seriously. Like, so, so it's like we can't escape this. You go from one clown to another. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, but. I like how it is now more than how it was. Yeah, yeah. I think it's nice to not have, like, to be bogged down with Trump tweeted this or he did that or can you believe this? Like, this shit got old fast. Yeah. It really did. Like, after the first year, I was already done with all that. 
So so in that sense, yeah, it's nice to get back to just uh, just kind of him being in the background and popping up and giving a press conference every now and then. And but man, yeah, it's tough. It was wild. Also, like talking about his family, Trump's family too. I don't give a shit about his wife. I don't give a shit about his kids. Why are you gonna talk about it? all the time, all the time? Just him oh, and yeah. his family. Him and his family. It's like. sold, man. It's sold commercials. It's sold papers. It's sold you know subscriptions to newspapers like. Uh, after the first one, the first year came in, everybody was making this joke about like uh, it, was, it was just going to be just like The Apprentice. You're fired. Fire. Yeah, You're fired. Yeah, right. This isn't that. And like, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't as fun. Wasn't as fun. No. <laughs> Who'd have thought when you got to put a guy in a in a place of power where he runs the <laughs> he runs the fucking world? <laughs> yeah. right. It's not as fun anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. well, you live and you learn, man. <laughs> It was a good try. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a social experiment. It's just a prank, bro. Yeah. Just a prank. Dude, we're kidding. Sorry. <laughs> It'd be nice to have a capable president who could, like, I don't care what he believes. If he could, like, you know, kick some ass. I mean, things have changed so much within the past couple of years. It feels like uh, the presidency is just a placeholder or the person is just the face of everything. They're right, not right. actually doing like it's a popularity contest. It's a popularity contest. And we all know who's really running the government. It's right. like the people in the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Fucking lizard people. Yeah. Speaking of lizard people, how about the Milan boys? Dude, <laughs> those guys are fucking weird. <laughs> they make me believe reptile people's are <laughs> fucking are island boys. Roaming the earth. <laughs> I just started seeing those dudes online, man. They're Did you, wild. You see they got booed in Florida? They got booed in Florida? <laughs> it's fucked up, but it was kinda it was kinda nice to see that you can't just get away with anything in Florida. Oh my god. Because it's it's a lawless swamp over there, but they will not put up with whatever those two guys are. Man, they got Florida man going everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it's fine. Like are you, do you keep up with like online memes and stuff like that? Uh, what you got? No, I'm just asking, like, in nah, general. Sometimes, I mean, I'm, I'm on Facebook, I, you know, go and see what they're talking about, and I I probably consume more than I should of, like, bullshit. I need to get back into, like, reading and, like, educating myself. Man, you and me both. Yeah, like, shit sucks. It's, I keep telling myself, I'm gonna, like, I take a day out, and I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read, I keep telling myself, but I just end up on my phone for, like, eight right. hours. Doesn't it feel good, though, just, like, telling yourself? Like, yeah. No, no, we're gonna read today. We're gonna, yeah, I'm gonna pick up a book, and you don't, yeah. but you're like, at Let's least check you, up on these island boys. At least you thought about it. Yeah. It's some weird, it's a weird thing. Like, I find myself starting to make memes because of it now. Hmm. Like I'm online trying to make memes and trying to make videos and stuff like that. Cause like, I want to put out content, but also like, I think it's also fun too to do whatever the trend is at that moment. Right. Cause it changes all the time. Right. Well, I've got the life advice from a millennial, which is just me kind of ranting about a specific sub, not ranting. I have jokes about a specific subject, nothing timeline wise. It's not, time specific it's just this subject it's uh so you record it. it's a video recording of yourself right right so do you write those jokes yourself? Yes. yeah do you have anybody else that helps you or no, is it just you just me i know you did a texan one too the one for the Texans. i was doing those they've been so bad this year and i just oh my god i fucking so fucking pissed yeah. like 
Man, but like after the whole Deshaun Watson situation, like kind of knew something was going to happen. He was going to shit. Yeah, and like the coach, the head coach is not going to be the head coach next year. He's just an interim coach, and everybody knows why he's there. He's just to keep everything afloat. Yeah. So I did. You I know? did one of those at the top of the year, and then I haven't done one since, which I guess I should have. But then I, uh, I've also got the the monthly, which is uh, what's happening. And so you took that name from uh, Born in East L.A. That's right. Because I remember that movie. That's right. When I was a kid, I watched it. And I remember that scene where uh, Cheech, Cheech Marin's uh, character was trying to teach these other guys in Mexico how the, to speak English. Other than Mexican. They were yeah, all they were like weird, Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Filipino and, and all yeah, this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. They weren't Mexican. They were OTMs. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just wrote on the wall like, what's happening? It's like W-A-S-S-S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-G. What's happening? And I was just cracking. What's happening? What's happening? That's a good movie. I I first got introduced to Cheech with Cheech and Chong, but then I saw that Cheech like branched out and started doing his other movies. Really pissed off Chong. He really uh, made him piss, and then like he started branching out, and he started making these other movies. But he was all m- more interested in like uh, the theater too, mm-hmm. and like Chong, he didn't give a fuck. He just wanted to smoke and just have a good time. He was on that '70s show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I right. remember that. That's right. It's yeah. It's so, and they're back now. They're back together now. They're online. Yeah, yeah. I saw something recently they were doing together. Yeah, I was I was a big fan. Discovered them in my teenage years. Same. Yeah. And, uh, when I was smoking a lot. That's when I was like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I, I took that line from uh, from that movie. And it's a monthly thing that just kind of sums up the previous month. So I'm going to record today. I should probably edit it and, and put it out tomorrow if everything goes right. And it'll be about everything that happened in November from, you know, the Astro World to fucking Island Boys or just uh, a, a number of things that have happened in November. And I'll sum it up. Put a bow on it and then so do it again. So it's like a current event show, basically. Kinda. There's so much shit that happens. I can I can cherry pick the funniest shit. Yeah, like is it usually a two to five minute segment or uh, less than yeah, maybe two minutes, two, two minutes, and a half minutes. Yeah, I and try to keep it short and sweet. Just set up, punch, move on. Set up, punch, move on. Like which is good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. When I get to to ranting or doing a podcast, you see there's a lot of fluff. There's a lot of bullshit, and you know, for better or worse, some people like listening to it, but. I'd rather uh, concentrate my orange juice. You know what I mean? Just well, you're you're a Houston comic, and that's what Houston comics do. Like we set up punch, we go straight to the joke, 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 yeah. joke, joke. That's what we're taught here in Houston because uh, from the crowds, the crowds that we have here are way different. Some of them don't tolerate bullshit. Mm-hmm. They don't tolerate the fluff. They're just like, hey, get to the joke. Come on, mm-hmm. where's the funny? And like I've been to other places where they do let you talk a little bit more and they let you stretch they huh? let you stretch but like i like houston better it's made me better it's made me work on the jokes the trimming the fat getting to the joke faster and like mm-hmm. and i feel like for you that's that's helped you out a lot like the style of houston for sure yeah. because like uh i've heard from a lot of people that houston is about personality about attitude and like a lot of the comics that we have here have their own personality they have their own attitudes you know yeah and they they can be these like big entities yeah, I like that uh, we do have a lot of different scenes, even different cliques. Well, I mean, you got yeah. you got like, like black rooms. You've yeah. got your 
Conroe. Like, like you can go to different parts of Harris County or Houston area, all right, and have two completely different audiences. And you can go in the city and get more uh, of a young progressive audience. Or it's just so many different, as opposed to if you were living in fucking Santa Fe, New Mexico, and there were like five comics, yeah, and you had like the same type of audience it's not as diverse i guess it's yeah diversity is a big thing you know so we can we can learn how to make different groups of people laugh all within the same hour drive that's a good point yeah like it's not something you're getting in milwaukee or maybe milwaukee's a bad example but you get what i'm saying a little smaller midwest. city midwest yeah, yeah for if you sure. get a smaller city and like, the, like i said there's you know a handful of comics maybe two rooms like you're going to get the same shit. You're going to learn how to make those people laugh and until you're able to break out of that. You're able to read the room. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a and that's a hard thing even for these young open micers that I've seen like some of them still can't do it. Yeah. And that's just something that takes time and experience. I mean like but do you feel like you've been doing it for 7 years, right? Yeah. Do you do you see the growth in yourself? Do you see how much you've changed? Do you see how much the jokes have changed? And Absolutely. Stuff like that? Absolutely. I can listen to some shit I recorded yesterday and be like, ugh, ugh gross. <laughs> it's like, really? It's terrible. But that compared to some shit I did in five years ago, it's like it's miles better. Just leaps and bounds. Just the, the stage presence, the timing, the... The jokes, the structure, the the way they're uh, put in order one after the other to build up to something. And then, yeah, man, I'm, but I wasted way too many years drinking. Like, I really wanted to do comedy, but I always end up, like, getting drunk. And the work that I put in over, you know, that stretch of time where I was drinking... I don't think it has amounted the, the, to the work that I've put in the past couple of years being almost completely sober. How long uh, did you become sober? Ugh, it's not sober. Like, I've had, you know, a few beers or a well, shot here and there. Well, when did you start cutting down? Yeah, I mean, I, I basically don't drink unless there's, like, a you know special occasion or something. But it's been... A, I'm the same way now. It's maybe been a couple of years, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't yeah. keep a, a time on it because then it becomes a bigger thing. You know, like these... People have apps where it's like, this is my 500th day sober, yay, me. Like, now it's a part of your personality. Now you're sober guy. I don't want to be sober guy. I just, this is what works for me, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's really helped. I'm just, I'm just more clear. I'm uh, saving money, obviously. I ain't got to keep getting my fucking car repaired. I've totaled a car. I've, you know, busted tires on curbs. and Same. Just same. Yeah. 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 I crashed my car like uh, six months ago because I was drinking. And it was, it was, I totaled it. Whoo, it was a bad one. Dude, it's. <sighs> so the fact that I quit drinking and was able to like pay more attention to stand up in the moment before and after, you know, stage time, it's uh. It's really helped me grow these past couple of years. So, you know what's what's something I haven't I've I've been doing lately that I haven't done in a long time. After my set, I've been sitting down and watching the other comics, hmm. like at open mics or a show or whatever. Just sitting there and listening, and seeing like where they're going with the joke, how they set up the the premise, where they're going with the punchline. Trying to see if I can get to the punchline before them. 
Mm. You know, trying to figure them out before. Yeah, right. I, I feel like that's helped me out a lot because I've cut down on the drinking. Uh, I've cut down on smoking weed. Like I feel better. But I also understand how much all the, the years of drinking and alcohol like have affected me. Right. Because like my memory is not this, as good as it used to be for sure. I think it's a good thing to observe, man. I forgot <laughs> just doing just doing stand up that I used to be a fan of it. That's yeah, that's Before part of the reason. Before I ever w- was in the game, I was just a spectator and I enjoyed it just being a spectator. So it's it's always good to go and watch people who are better or worse than you and, and then take notes either what to do or what not to do. You know, I've I've gained a lot of knowledge just watching people like, you know, John Westling or uh, Slade Ham or uh, Barry Laminack or even fucking Grady or Trey, just people who just got to figure it out a little bit better than you do. And just like, what are they doing or what are they not doing? One thing I noticed, you ever watch Def Jam comedy? Yep. I got like four or five seasons on DVD. And so the big names that came out of there, your Martin Lawrence, your uh, Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, D.L. Hughley. Yeah. Dave Chappelle was under it too. Dave Chappelle. Okay. Yeah. Just to name a few big names. So there's a lot of names on there you never saw again. Or at least they didn't become, you know, yeah. celebrities to, like, like the other ones did. There was a couple of them on there didn't move the mic stand or leaned on the mic stand or like, you know what I mean? But those big names, those celebrities, all of them moved it. And it, yeah. it seems like, like it doesn't mean anything, but it's not a coincidence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's certain mechanics and certain things that you don't need anything to lean on. I got the confidence to own this stage. I don't, I don't need this mic stand with me. Like just little things. So, like did you that. know Russell Peters was on that? No, I didn't. Yeah. It's a, one of the later seasons, I assume. Uh, yeah, he talks about the. Uh, he has a sand n-word joke, and he talks about it. You can say it, Joe. I cannot say it. It's all right. <laughs> I cannot. I ain't gonna tell nobody. I cannot. Uh, but the whole joke is about some white guy calling him that, uh-huh. and then him realizing, him realizing, oh wait, that's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's really like he has a good set on there, but like uh, that's a very good point. Like uh, what somebody told me, it was Josh Stokes. You get when I first started out. It was like, if you want to get really good, pick a comic who's special that you like, watch it, watch everything that they do, write down every word that they say and figure out why it's funny. Mm. Like figure out what the premise is, what the setup is. And like, I got way better after doing that. A thing I like to do is uh, your first sentence of your act, have a joke right after it, like set up punch and then like lead into it. So... Um, I just went to my wife's first ultrasound, not to be supportive, but I wanted to know what OBGYN stood for. And it's a, it's a quick joke, yeah. it, but it doesn't take too long to get that first laugh. Even if it's a soft fucking chuckle, like I'm joking here. And then it gives you a little leeway, like. Yeah, like you're you're all business. It's like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we're going to get to. Right, right. Because yeah. if the setup in the beginning takes too long for that first laugh, like, wh- what are we doing here? Like, you, don't, I, I want to gain your trust immediately out of the door. So I've been thinking about openers for mm-hmm. uh, for the longest now because I'm trying to write this new set so I can record it and start sending it out to bookers. Mm-hmm. And like, you're right. 
like within the first like 15 to 30 seconds is the most important because that's when people they're judging you they're mm -hmm. always judging you so if you can get them to laugh real quick then that makes them easier and they'll trust you mm -hmm. more you know and that's a hard thing that a lot of people don't realize is like how important the opening joke is yeah yeah especially when you're uh -uh. trying to record something you know you want to make sure it's good and feel like you've only got one shot at it <sighs> or one opportunity one moment <laughs> trying to seize everything you've ever wanted <laughs> you know yeah man oh no uh it's been about an hour 40 now nice god dang that's you good yeah i'm good yeah? uh do you have any like social media or anything you want to promote just uh, nathaniel amador comedy on everything all right except twitter and yeah, everything except Twitter, I think. And then uh, YouTube page? Nathaniel Amador Comedy, yeah. Okay, and you got that What's Happening on there? And yeah. And you have other yeah. videos, too, already? Yes, sir. If you want any more, like, content, Nathaniel has some really good videos that he's posted on there. Check that out, definitely. You know, you can always find me at the Joe Cassidy, Twitter, Instagram, T-H-E-J-O-C-O, J-O-E-C-O-S-I-T-Y. How did I forget that? You got it? Yeah, I got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got any shows coming up or anything? I'm in Del Rio on the 17th. I'm in San Antonio on the 18th. I'm sure I've got some local gigs coming up. You just follow me and you'll see it. All right. And, uh, well, it's been a minute. So uh, I'll catch you next time. See you next minute. All right. All right.